Welcome to Ask an Orthodontist, the podcast where industry leader and full-face orthodontics founder, Dr. Derek Mahoney, and his guests share their knowledge and insight on the ins and outs of orthodontic treatment for you and your kids. So it gives me great pleasure in this Ask an Orthodontist podcast uh, to um, introduce my good friend uh, and colleague, uh, uh, Dr. Andres uh, Padomo. And um, Andres... Uh, is initially uh, did his training uh, at the. Uh, I've got. Uh, sorry if I, my pronunciation is not good, Andres. Uh, but Javrania uh, University in in Bogota in in Colombia, um, and then he uh, also uh, went on to do his uh, MSc and became an orthodontist in the same university. He's chair of biomechanics at the postgraduate school of orthodontics um, uh, at the. University de Suina, um, and uh, this is uh, in Ecuador. He's also chair of biomechanics and the postgraduate school of orthodontics uh, in the University Cooperator in Colombia, um, and he's the guest teacher at the postgraduate school of orthodontics in the University of Buenos Aires in, in Argentina. Uh, he's an international lecturer, uh, known very much for his uh, work on uh, using passive self ligation. Uh, he's published extensively, particularly uh, on the use of fixed functionals, and he has some amazing cases where he uses what's called an advanced sink appliance, which uh, uh, corrects a lot of the class two jaw problems. And for those in the audience who don't understand class two, it's where your child um, has a lower jaw that hasn't grown properly. And as a result, the choices are to do surgery when they are older, or to take out teeth and retract the upper teeth to camouflage that problem, or the ideal treatment is to treat during the appropriate growth period of the child, and that's to bring the lower jaw forward. Um, so, uh, Andres, thanks very much for giving up uh, your time. I know there's a big time zone difference between here in Sydney and you in Colombia. Yes, Derek, thank you for the invitation. Thank you for your introduction and I really appreciate this uh, space for share with your people in Australia. So I know when you last lectured in Australia, we had a sellout audience uh, uh, and they were uh, hungry for questions. Um, and one of the things I liked about your lecture, you always ended uh, every session with um, clinical pearls or tips. Uh, can you can you share with the audience some some tips or pearls on how you're able to provide such excellent orthodontic care for your patients? Yes, uh, yes, it's, it's very very important. It's very important how the patient must care his or her orthodontic treatments. I think the first tip is about a uh, oral, oral hygiene. Uh, the patient must. Uh, tooth must brush his or her feet with a special brush with a special mouthwash. And the second tip is how to avoid uh, certain types of sweets, particularly things like toffees, popcorn, nuts. We have the patient must avoid any hard food. This kind of hard food the patient must cut up in a slice slice hard food like uh, fruits like apples or a uh, avoid large bites like like burgers something like that the secret the tip the key is cut up in a slice and um, 
avoid biting and chewing, avoid could damage braces because damage braces at the end of the day means large treatment time, means uh, additional fees in the treatment of your children, and it could be a, a nightmare if the patient is a non-compliant patient. We are talking about oral hygiene. So at the end of the day, as I told you, uh, the patient must be a compliant patient. A compliant patient means a perfect oral hygiene, means the patient must attend punctually his or her every single appointment, and the patient must follow the instruction of his physician, his orthodontic, like use of elastics, use of whatever kind of removable appliance and things like that, Derek. And um, many parents um, in Australia would have been told that the ideal age to start treatment for their kids would be uh, as a teenager, uh, maybe 13 years or 14 years, um, I know you and I are both members of the American Orthodontic Association, and uh, their philosophy is very much every child should have an initial consultation uh, by age seven. Can you share with the audience what you feel is the ideal time to start uh, orthodontic care? Well, it's a, it's a wonderful question, Derek, because depending on the patient, it's up, up to the patient, it's up the, the, the technical name is uh, depend on the malocclusion because there are different kinds of malocclusion. For example, skeletal issues, skeletal problem like class three, you were talking about class two, but what about class three? Class three, when the man mandible, the lower jaw is protrude compared with the upper one. In this kind of patient, we have to start dental treatment or orthopedic treatments as soon as possible compared with another kind of malocclusion. So depend on the patient, there are patients that we have to start, for example, in his or her six years old compared with another patient, but maybe the, the advice is wait, wait until the eruption of permanent dentition, for example, teenage, teenager, something like that. So depend, if we are dealing just with dental issues, issues maybe weight could be a reasonable idea could be a wise idea but if we are dealing with functional issues like you are an expert talking about the sleep disorder apnea something like that we are to start as soon as possible if we are dealing with a skeletal issue like class two class three we are to start as soon as possible no weight and what about the habits, habits, habits like uh, nail biting and thumb sucking, thumb trots, uh, habits like that we have to avoid, we have to stop, eliminate this kind of habits as soon as possible as well, Derek. And then um, some parents will want to know what is the best uh, type of orthodontic care? Uh, is it a, a removable brace? Is it something that's fixed in the mouth? Um, uh, do you want to share your thoughts uh, with the audience on, on that topic, Andres? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, depend on the age as well, depend on the patient. But if we are talking about a functional treatment, orthopedic treatment is the, the name, the technical name. Orthopedic means that a, a, an appliance that is able to to move the, the bones, the, the, the soft tissues as well. In this kind of treatment, most of the, of the devices are removable devices. 
but if we are treating our patient with removable appliances, obviously we need a compliant patient compared with another kind of patient where there are non-compliant patients. In this case of patient, obviously fixed appliances would be advisable compared with the removable ones. But, but in this kind of orthopedic issues, the removable appliances are indicated compared with fixed appliances. Fixed appliances, appliances as with braces or whatever kind of fixed appliance, sometimes you, we have to wait until permanent dentition unless if we are facing or dealing with that non-compliant patient. In this case of patient, for example, in my country, we are dealing with a lot of non-compliant patients. In this case of patient, sometimes I have to use fixed appliances and sometimes I don't want to do, but sometimes is the advice. And I think also parents get confused between uh, Invisalign or clear aligners uh, and uh, fixed braces. Um, uh, I know you and I share a very similar philosophy in, in orthopedics. Uh, uh, with children, you can create space and you can create uh, improve skeletal problems uh, using functional appliances. Uh, but uh, it's not so easy in mixed dentition to use uh, removable uh, uh, appliances such as maybe uh, clear aligners. Uh, can you just share with the audience um, your, your tips on um, uh, uh, which patients you would recommend clear aligners, which patients you'd recommend uh, fixed braces? Well, use fixed braces in, in, in children is rare, it's strange. But I have seen a lot of scientific publication that yes, right now there are there are a lot of doctors, a lot of uh, philosophy that use fixed braces even in baby teeth. It's rare, it's strange, but you can use it if you are, as I told you, you are dealing with a non-compliant patient. But in this case, I prefer clear aligners. I prefer removable appliances instead of fit braces that depend on the patient. Again, if it's a non-compliant patient, we have to be efficient with our patient. In these cases, fixed appliances, fixed braces would be the solution. Would be, we, we, we create a, a wonderful outcomes with fixed appliances as well. But if we are dealing with a compliant patient, removable, appliances, uh, aligners, clear aligners, could be a wonderful option as a treatment. Maybe it's the best one in this kind of, of patient. Um, we are talking about baby feet or even mixed dentition. That is a combination of permanent teeth and baby feet. We call it mixed dentition. And, um... Parents also uh, ask, uh, you know, how long on average would my orthodontic uh, treatment uh, take, uh, either for themselves or for their children? Well, it's, it's wonderful, the question. For example, if we are starting a treatment with the patient is a, a children, maybe the treatment is going to be a longer treatment, about six years, maybe seven years. For example, patient with cleft and lip 
palate is going to be a longer treatment of about 10 years. But if we are treating a patient with a straightforward case, simple case, just a little bit crowding on his or her lower feet, is simple. Could be even with the obligation system, with aligners, even could be a treatment of just about maybe 10, maybe 11 months. So depend on the initial malocclusion. If we are dealing with a skeletal problem, maybe two years could be a wonderful option. Could maybe just a, a dental issue, one year, 10 months, as I told you, some depend on the patient. There are a controversy. Two phases of treatment, for example. So we start an early age with a permanent temporary dentition and the second phase in permanent dentition could be a longer treatment, but sometimes, patient need, needs the, this kind of longer treatment. But most of the orthodontic treatments, adult patients, younger patients, is just a treatment of 15 months average. But again, if it's a challenging treatment, could be two years, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, on that point, I know when you came and spoke in Australia, uh, everyone was really enjoying your tips on on retention. Uh, to this day, I still use the um, elastics uh, for the open bites. Uh, you talked okay, yeah. inside, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, uh, I can, can can you share with uh, parents again um, how long after the children finishes orthodontics they should wear retainers? That's number one question. And number two, uh, what is the difference between a fixed retainer and a removable retainer? Well, well, an orthodontic patient, in my thinking, my way of thinking, an orthodontic patient, if a patient, for example, like a patient, a patient with high blood pressure, is a patient that must be go, must be attend, attend an orthodontic every single year to care his or her retention. So the retention is for the rest of the life. Fixed retention or removable appliances. I prefer fixed retention of the lower teeth because the lower teeth are very unstable. The upper one are stable so in this kind of, of uh, at the upper job, I prefer removable, removable retention, whatever kind of clear appliance. But the, 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 how long the retention is, is still in orthodontics, a, a question without a proper answer. We are studying and research about it. There are some colleagues that he or she has a, his or her own philosophy just two year, just one year, but my own philosophy is for the rest of the life. Maybe, maybe I can change the fixed retention for for a removable one, two year lady, maybe, but I never, I never say to my patient, the treatment is done, never because my patient is for the result of the life, just to care my orthodontic treatment and avoid. That is the, 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 principal, the principal message, avoid a second orthodontic treatment, or avoid the relapse. 
And then also, I know you're, uh, like me, very passionate about uh, uh, passive self-ligation brackets. In particular, we use the Damon system. Uh, could you just explain to parents what the difference would be uh, between using something like a Damon brace uh, and a conventional twin bracket? Well, conventional twin bracket, I don't want to talk in a bad way about conventional twin bracket, but it's, a, it's technology and we have to take advantage of the technology. Self-ligation system is the last technology. It's a void, a, a word that we use a lot of in biomechanic friction. Friction means, it means uh, yes, means friction between your shoes and the floor. Uh, if we can reduce the friction in our orthodontic treatment, the treatment is going to be reducing time. So it's going to be a shorter treatment. The first, the first advantage of the self-ligation system. The second one could be avoid oral hygiene issues because of the elastics and uh, this kind of elastic with the uh, different kind of colors to tie the wire into the brace. So this kind of elastics uh, means uh, a poor oral hygiene. So it's a lot of advantage between cell ligation and between conventional braces. Maybe the first one is reduced treatment times, reduced treatment time, better results. And with the last, uh, the, the last one uh, brackets uh, created by Damon system called Damon Ultima, you are in, uh, finishing with uh, outstanding uh, results in our orthodontic uh, cases. It's gonna, it's beautiful uh, treatments at the end of the day. Now we have some parents who obviously can't uh, get their children to wear the elastics. And, and you know, and I know that that increases the treatment time, uh, not to mention compromises the result. Uh, I've seen you in your lecture talk about uh, those springs. Uh, can you maybe explain to a, a parent what uh, like a CS4 spring uh, may be able to do in these cases of uh, poor compliance with elastics? Yes, there are a lot of options when when our patients are non-compliant patients. For example, if I prescribe something that we, we call it class two or class three elastics, and then we realize in two or three appointments that our patient is a non-compliant patient, we change the, the treatment with whatever kind of fixed appliance, like springs, like even a mandibular propulsor, like advancing or class three spring that are fixed devices and be efficient, reduce treatment time. So in this kind of fashion, I would prefer fixed appliances versus elastic because elastic, the scientific literature tell us that elastics works. But what about with this kind of patient? There are, fortunately, there are options. Whatever device, fixed device, may be a little bit uh, uncomfortable to our patient, but is the only solution in search of efficiency, in search of redu reduced treatment time and beautiful results that uh, as adopters we want efficiency, obviously efficiency means beautiful results as well. And um, I know you're a big advocate of the work of Dr. Sava uh, when it comes to the smile line. Can, can you uh, maybe explain to a parent how with some forms of orthodontics, you can get straight teeth, 
but there's certain tips to improve what's called the smile arc and the buckle corridor, you know, because parents really want the best for their children to have that uh, wow factor smile. And any tips on, uh, on how uh, we as orthodontists could help to improve the, the smile rather than just give people straight teeth? Yes, yes. Orthodontics in is 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 not about only only a functional treatment. It's not about only an skeletal treatment. It's about as well a cosmetic treatment. If we are talking about cosmetic, we are talking about the smile arch. David Sarber taught us how to improve the smile arch. Just how to bone braces, how to extrude means a little bit down a feed, a full smile with our patient are smiling. That's, there, are a, a, there are two words that we use a lot of in dentistry, smile design. Smile design, most of the people use like something about whitening, the veneers, something like that. But I think that the first smile design begins with a wonderful orthodontic treatment and Smile art, how to bone braces, how to improve the smile of the patient, extruding uh, the upper feet, and a lot of tips. Uh, avoid extraction, for example, if, if, if we can. And, and most of my patients, for example, I try to avoid extraction because extraction with the passing of the year means every through the upper and lower lips and, and issues with the soft tissues. So we have to avoid, not in all the patient, in most of the patient, we have to avoid extraction if it's possible. Obviously there are patients that, that need extractions. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with the audience, that was great. Uh, and um, we are going to look forward to welcoming you back to Australia for another lecture. Um, Thank you, Vera. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by Full Face Orthodontics and Dental Sleep Medicine, Sydney and Melbourne. If there's a topic you would like covered by Dr. Mahoney, just reach out to us at marketing at Derek Mahoney.com.